Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, special episode coming to you uh, on It Is What It Is podcast. I have my very special friend and guest, Pastor Lewis Wembley. He is a rising spiritual influencer uh, within the city of Chicago. I think he has a lot of great insight and a lot of great uh, just attributes and, and things that the world needs, honestly. And I think that he can answer a lot of tough questions. Uh, we're going to focus on the church's response uh, to COVID-19. Stay tuned for another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. Hello? How are you, my man? Hey there, bro. How you feel, man? Doing well. You are live. Yes, sir. On yes, sir. this podcast, I appreciate you coming on. I just got a few questions. You know, you're a busy person um, with everything that's going on, right? Yeah. What is the church's response to all this? You know, man, that's such a loaded question because I mean, you have you have various responses from different groups. Um, I think it all depends on how does the church see its responsibility to the world, Um, because it's easy for me to say, you know, this is God's judgment, you know, um, God's judging the world, you know, and and don't get me wrong. That's to me, that's the easy way out. (laughs) Uh, But if we were to go further in depth, I feel like the church's response to everything that's going on. I think this is the moment where the church should really show uh, the essence of what it means to have faith in Christ. If, if, if I were to be a bit brutal, I'd say this, this crisis has shown the altitude of the church. And what do you mean by that? In other words, th- this crisis has shown how high we think we are. <laughs> Got it. And Got unfortunately you. we're like feet away from the world. <laughs> we're like, a... <laughs> what's that again? Do you think it's disingenuous? So I'm seeing uh, a lot of presentation, uh, some good, some bad. I'm seeing a lot of of trying to do business as usual. Uh, but really, is that the effective means? Like, should 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 you know? And and I and I, I believe we should be sharing encouraging words and and still promoting the gospel, but. Without the commitment to community, how is that message lost? Right, exactly. Uh, so, the down the downfall of the downfall of the church not gathering is it's it's definitely affecting um, that family feel that that family environment that the church creates. Does that make sense? Uh, like yeah. like coming together on Sunday morning, coming together whenever we have church, whether it's Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, whenever. Uh, it's more to it than just singing. Like you got families that's coming together. You got you you you're sitting in the same building as as three three different generations. So I personally feel uh, that we are being affected. Our community is definitely, if I can be if I can be straight, hundred percent honest, I feel like the community of the church is definitely uh, feeling this uh, feeling this crisis uh, from every aspect. Um, I do feel that we need to we need to not take this lightly. Um, I don't like the fact that many are just going on as you know mm-hmm. as usual. Um, yeah, I, I feel as if you know there needs to be more emphasis placed on what is this crisis doing 
And how is it affecting? I mean, think about the, the kids in our churches who can't graduate this year. You, you know what I mean? I mean, wh- where's we, we got to go deeper. You know, think about the people that were looking forward to prom. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and, and these are people that are sitting in our church, you know, and they're not going to get to experience this. It's like we got to really see the big effect of all of this, man. And I'll be honest, I, I never thought I, the Lord told me that 2020 would be a year that we would never forget. But I did not think it would be like this. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If should the message be pulled together and help, or should we still be focusing on giving? And I get it. You know, it, it takes a lot to run a ministry. I get it. Lives are affected. But if you is it is it a turnoff at this point when there's so many people? I was reading a jobs report. Uh, if you compare last year or not last year's last month's data. Uh, the U.S. economy was at 3.5 percent unemployment, you know, averaging adding 150,000 jobs per month. They're expected now with the new data for that number to be above 30 percent U.S. unemployment with 3.3 million filing within the week uh, of last week and a total of almost 7 million unemployed right now or furloughed. Wow. So should the message. So when you say give how is that translated like is that like uh is that like because we need it or is that like business as usual when you hear it uh i'll be honest with you it 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 feels like business as usual um it it's almost as if like the church should be it should be more honest and just say it you know yeah you know we should share more we should explain how the church operates uh from a fiscal understanding and a business understanding if you if 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 you're asking people to give because you want the facility to pay its bills then i think leadership should say just that (laughs) does that make sense leadership should if you're going to say that say just that don't don't beat around the bush don't don't guilt trip people into doing it but at the same time understand that you're asking people who just lost their job to give out of the last reserves that they have saved and they don't know when they're going to find employment again. I, I, I personally am convicted within my own spirit to even present, you know, uh, giving as usual. You know, if right. anything, hey, hey, guys, I understand you're in a tight spot, man. So if you can, I mean, so by faith, believe God. But at the same time, I want you all to consider your family, consider everything that's going on. You know, I mean, Jesus even said it. The, Jesus talked about, you know, when a man builds a house, count up the calls, you know, like like count up the calls give paul said to the corinthians to give let a man purpose in his own heart what he should give you know so 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 now we have to shift to just not from regular giving to now we got to talk about purposeful giving like hey here's what's going on in the culture uh, but i understand you lost your income if you can give give something i'm not going to hold it against you is that makes sense what i'm saying yeah that makes sense. We, we we can't we can't we can't place uh, higher expectations on our people than what they don't have. People can't give what they don't have. Right. <laughs> but what? Um, go ahead. No, I and I totally agree with you. Uh, I think the practice of sensitivity has to be administered more effectively. But I, I guess my feeling is that how can we now implement it? when necessarily wasn't implemented before. Right, you see what I'm saying? Right, like, it's right. like, like, I always say that, you know, problems just reveal the truth of the situation, right? So right. if that wasn't a practice before, how do you turn that on now? 
Right, right. It's it's almost like you. It's almost impossible to get people to do something that they wasn't doing before the crisis. Does that make right. sense? You know, you're asking people to you're asking people to do something that they haven't done all year, and now crisis shows up, and they're definitely not doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I totally understand, and we we really need to reinvent how we raise finances within the church. Um, I feel the church should have a separate LLC. Uh, some type of business endeavor. It could be a daycare. It can be, you know, it could be some type of some type of fund, uh, another stream outside of the traditional uh, ties and offering. Uh, because this crisis is definitely showing us, honestly, what you just said. It's definitely showing the heart of people, but it's also showing the heart of the real issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I totally agree, man. All right, but I got a couple more questions. I know you got to go. Uh, what when everything? whenever that is gets back to normal, what will the church look like? So if that's six months from now, a year from now, what will the church? Cause before I feel like it was so, it was so focused on mysticism. You know, I'm not against it, you know, being born Pentecostal, but I feel like the, 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 the lack of responsibility of mysticism was how the church was operating, right? Because there's, yeah. there's no accountability if you put everything on God. Therefore, if it doesn't come to pass, it's not your fault anyway. So, <laughs> what, does, what does that look like now going forward? Let's say everything starts to click in June, July. You know, what does that first month of service look like? You know, honestly, I, I feel many are going to try to do church as usual. I feel many are going to look at it as uh, as a return to our, our original program. But in my honest opinion, the global church, there's a, there's going to have to be a shift. I feel the church is going to shift. I feel the church is going to look more like the book of Acts. Uh, and in the book of Acts, sure, they had large gatherings, but the, the essence and the substance of the book of Acts church was home groups. It was small groups. It was life groups. It was it was home groups. And we know this is true because uh, there's a home group going on in the book of Acts by led by a woman by the name of Lydia. And Peter shows up to a house. So we see these home prayer groups, these home studies all throughout the book of Acts. I personally feel that come June, July, August, whenever this returns back to normal, I feel there's going to be a greater emphasis on discipleship, real discipleship. Not necessarily flowing in the gifts, not necessarily, you know, you know, practicing what this person believes. I mean, true discipleship into the image of Jesus. And it's not going to necessarily be just on Sunday morning. Um, I feel we've got to see a, a huge surge of home discipleship. Um, but it's going to require the church to now identify what do we do? Like, who are we? Because honestly, a lot of churches without Sunday mornings, there's no definition as to who they are, hmm. you know. Um, um, if I were to compare this to a chess game, um, the queen is our Sunday morning. So this crisis has just knocked our queen out. <laughs> makes sense. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. So, so you got the rest of the board. You got the pawns, and you got the rook and the bishop. Like, okay, what's what's you know what's what are we doing? That's how the church feels right now. And that's really because we have we made Sunday mornings our queen when our Sunday when our queen should have been discipleship on every level does that make sense yeah it makes um, sense yeah we we made sunday mornings our queen 
when we should have made home groups and life groups and, and, and accountability. I mean, partnership, prayer accountability, life accountability, Paul and Silas relationships, Paul and Barnabas relationships in the church. Um, that should have been the meat of our church. Think about it like this. Jesus spent three years on the earth and he discipled 12. If you multiplied his, if you multiplied his life by 10 um, and you times that 12 by 10, that means in 10 years, Jesus would have only discipled, what is that? 120? 120, um, yeah. 120. Yeah. In 10 years, he's only discipled 120. And 20 years, he would have discipled, uh, what is that, 240? 240, uh, yeah. 240. So yeah. in, ten, in 20 years. <laughs> so let's say Jesus is a pastor in America. His 20th year church anniversary you know, most people are probably bragging about, man, we got 3,000, we got 5,000, we got 10,000. Here's Jesus. I got 240 devoted disciples. Which one is the most successful? Yeah. 240. And this, the 240. <laughs> and this is where we're going. We're going back to the original model. And the original model is not the masses. The original model is the disciples. It makes sense. Makes sense. That, that, that's a mouthful. The original model of church. Yeah, the original model. It's the disciples. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I love a full house. Man, I love it when I walk in church and everybody's there, every pew is filled. Man, I love it. But I can't say that everybody there is a, is a disciple. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I hate to say that, no offense, but not everybody that sits in the church is the church. <laughs> And, and, and that's, and that's what the issue is. And that's what the argument is. What are we and what is success? And hmm. that's the questions that we're going to have to define come June, July. These are the questions that we're going to have to define. What is success? What is a successful ministry? Uh, how, how do we, how do we measure that? <laughs> and I think, I think the new question is not how many are coming, but how many are becoming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, man, that, yeah. Great stuff, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, what's going on with you right now? What What do you have work, uh, working on? Because I know you're a man of many projects. Oh, man, I'm, I'm currently working on uh, I'm working on a couple ebooks um, revamping my website. I'm about to launch some online courses and I'm about to give away a free book. Um, uh, I'm about to give away a free book uh, actually in the next couple of weeks. Um, on my website. And then from there, man, I'm planting a church. My wife and I were planting a church here in Chicago um, called Manifest Chicago. Um, really, it's, it, it, it embodies our entire conversation, discipleship, family, uh, faith, fellowship, all that good stuff. And um, so, yeah, that's where we're at right now, man. Manifest, writing some books, releasing some product, um, all on my website. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I'm working on. What's the name of the website? What's the name of the book? Okay, uh, so my website is lewiswimbley.org, uh, lewiswimbley.org, L-O-U-I-S, Wimbley, W-I-M-B-L-E-Y.org. Uh, and the book that I'm going to be giving away is called The Frequency of Victory, uh, basically how victory follows the frequency. Um, and in the book, I talk about the further away you get from the uh, major city, no matter where you live at, you tend to lose your favorite radio stations because frequencies uh, were meant to travel at a certain proximity. And so the further away I am from Chicago, it's harder to hear certain stations I like. <laughs> so so that's the same thing with victory. The further away I am from victory, the further away I am from where God called me, I, I tend to lose the frequency of victory. So it's a book on how to get back to the center, basically. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, tell the people, where can they connect with you? Where are you at on IG? 
Yeah, yeah. My Instagram handle is uh, Lewis Wembley. Uh, my Twitter is Lewis Wembley. Facebook, Lewis Wembley. Um, I lead a parent ministry called Lewis Wembley Global Ministries, church called Manifest Chicago. So, yeah, follow me, IG, at Lewis Wembley, and I'll um, respond, connect, and we can chat it up, talk it up, and go from there. All right, guys, we heard it first. This is the rising uh, spiritual superstar in our native Chicago, uh, Illinois, Pastor Lewis Wembley. You can connect with him, connect with him, buy his book, uh, subscribe to him, follow him on IG, hit him up and annoy him like I do. I appreciate it, man. Man, I love you, man. Thank you, bro. Love you too, man. All right. All right. What an amazing episode. What an amazing topic coverage uh, from none other than the pastor, Lewis Wembley. Uh, this has been a great episode. I enjoy connecting with you again. We have some amazing content coming down the pipeline, some things in store. Connect with me and IG on CVMK33. Love to share kind of what we have. Let me know if you got some ideas you want me to cover. But until next time, thanks.